Did you forget? Brittany. That's okay. Sarah told me everything when she was hopped up on anesthesia. <laughs> Everybody threw one last stop. Goodfellas already won. Everything you do, you're just playing right into his hand. We can take a look into what the future holds. And this outcome, Seam has created a new pocket dimension for Atlantis to go. I want to try to redirect some of these runes into sunlight. I'm just saying we don't have to do this. I don't really have a choice, do I? She gestures towards the broken portal. Now that I know it's there, I don't want anything to happen to Atlantis either. Alright, I mean, I guess we're going. I don't have anything cool to say here, man. I just... Hey, let's go kill your dead father. I'm gonna hug Ray. Maybe you should have killed me while you had those devil powers. I don't need magical powers. I have friends. Aww. 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 If you can somehow hear me, I need the tear of hope. You can do this, and you don't need my help. But I want to help you. I want to feel you drive that sword into that bastard's heart. This is your time, Sarah. Are you ready? Absolutely. Yeah, I would. I would swim like fucking torpedo myself down. Friendship. If he's down there, I'm gonna turn back on my light runes that are already down there. And- he fell right into my trap. Your blade, the sword of Isolde, pierces him through. And then he dissolves. Welcome to Shrimp and Crits. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how we do it. Uh, well, today's episode's a little bit different, right? You know, like this is our first little interlude kind of thing. Last time on Shrimp and Crits, you guys uh, killed Blue Blood, but before that, you closed all the portals and you got Calliope on your side and Atlantis. So uh, there's a lot of planning to do. You've got some time before that all has to go down. Uh, but I'm imagining, considering we're getting towards uh, towards this pivotal moment, that we have some loose ends you want to tie up. But uh, yeah, most of this episode is going to be actually up to you guys. What conversations you want to have with NPCs and whatever. I want to talk to Steven. <laughs> Where okay. is Steven? <laughs> hey. Uh, I needed to have a conversation with Steven. I'm just kidding. I'm okay. sorry. Ray Ray and Sarah are both in the room with Steven. <laughs> what does the room look like? How do we escape? Are there no doors? <laughs> There's no doors. Uh, it's like in the Matrix uh, when they're interviewing Neo 
It's the oubliette. And they put the bug in his stomach? What? Mr. Steven. You're not going to put a bug in my stomach, are you? I am. (laughs) I brought it from home. I am going to put a bug in your stomach. I'm going to make you eat your own damn chicken fingers. (laughs) (laughs) You'd use a weird sci-fi machine to uh, inject a a raw chicken finger into his stomach. (laughs) He wakes up in the back of a car. Morpheus is driving. (laughs) Oh, Lord. This is our show, guys. Someone can go first, I guess. Who wants to go first? Nose guess. Who's holding their nose? I would. <laughs> I did. This is an audio medium. <laughs> no, I will do a little bit of uh, scene setting. You, you know, the retreat is pretty worse for wear. There's visible signs. There was flooding and storming there. Uh, there's little pieces of debris everywhere. Um, some buildings are probably damaged. Uh, as is with the case of kind of all of Gullikochka after it nearly sank into the bay, uh, into the Gulf. Yeah, that's that's one thing. Do you, do you guys have any questions? Yeah, do we get do we get teleported back to the retreat? Yeah, you went back to the retreat, um, and then I'm assuming. I mean, you're all pretty wounded. I'm assuming Brittany came and you know helped nurse you guys back to. Uh, to health, you probably took a few days for everyone to recover fully before we really get into anything here as well. Yeah, I was going to say, if we're retconning that we just get back and everything's good, because otherwise I would get back and just instantly start, I don't know, just getting everything together, checking on Barb, checking on Peg, making sure, you know, all the animals are intact, like everything's okay. We haven't seen Peg in a minute. You should have a conversation with Peg. She's a fan favorite. We gotta give them what they want. <laughs> Let Peg out of the lighter. Yeah, we're Peg doing this out. for the fans, man. I'm gonna open my fanny pack and uh, <laughs> Peg comes. Peg, 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 Peg. <laughs> Peg at you. <laughs> Pe- pegging you. Pegging <laughs> you. Uh... Wow. Okay. <laughs> this um, is bad. Yeah, the I mean, the retreat is damaged, but the people of the retreat, uh, mostly thanks to Peg, are uh are all okay. The people and the creatures. Uh between Peg and Rooster, they were able to delegate everybody and uh get all the living uh, residents of your retreat to safety and then back in their respective habitats. All right. Well, that's what I got. That's <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Goodbye. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll see everybody next time on Shrimp and Crits. Uh, I stated my goals and I got answers for them. So, anybody else? <laughs> What's everybody else up to? I need to go talk to my mom. Okie dokie. I mean, I feel like I want to talk to her like. As soon as I got back. Remind me how you were wounded in the last arc. She got bit in the neck by her father. Got bit in the neck. Back of the neck. Then I got thrown down an elevator shaft. I can't imagine (laughs) that felt great. Even though I hit water, it's still, you know, water.
You also fought with Jill. Had some bruises. You were almost dead in the siren part, right? Because you had to heal. You got knocked out. I don't remember what hit me. I didn't get shot, though. You didn't get shot. Not this time. (laughs) Well, let's just say that as soon as you were mobile, or maybe you're in the infirmary recovering, um, and your mom comes to see you. Uh, Brittany looks at her enter, and she says, uh, should I leave? (laughs) I think your mom kind of like, this is awkward. Shyly and awkwardly enters the room. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let us have a moment. So who was that? Oh fuck! I haven't even introduced her to Freddie. <laughs> Maybe I should have introduced. But... Is she like a veterinarian or something? No, that's 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 Brittany. She's a nurse. Oh, from the hospital. not like a dog nurse (laughs) well i i don't know it's an animal retreat i mean i I I understand yeah i mean we went to school together okay she's a friend okay that was a you kind of extended that uh, a little bit (laughs) Is there like a, is there something going on there? I am not sure, Mom. This is not the conversation I thought we were going to have. God, I, I'm just curious. <laughs> She's my friend. Mm-hmm. Now I feel rude for not introducing you, though. So next time. Well, hey, Miss Payne, this is Brittany. Uh, I guess we're just going to get out of here now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Brittany, you want to come with me? I need to talk to you about some stuff anyway. Uh... <laughs> well, I'm, I mean, with all the dangerous stuff you guys do, I guess I'm glad that you've got someone who knows how to patch you up. Yeah, she's, she's great. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Are you feeling okay? You look you look hurt. I am hurt, but I feel better. Better than I have in a long time. And that thing that was posing as dad, it's it's gone. And we're safe now. Well, as safe as we can be in the end of the world here. Ever since you, even before you said that that he's gone, when you just said that you're feeling better than you have in a long time, she has been, she held her breath through everything you said. Her eyes just have this, like, they're so intense, just waiting to hear what you just said and she breaks down and she just starts sobbing i'll grab her hand i imagine she's like sitting on the edge of the bed yeah i know that i don't know i just i know it's hard for you to understand that that man that showed up at the door was not 
Daniel Payne, but it's not. And now we can get real closure. Yeah. It's just a lot to process, you know. I thought he was gone all those years. No, he was gone. And he made that choice. And honestly, we deserved better. Yeah, we did. And I'm, you deserved better. I'm sorry I wasn't there. Sarah, I, I'm sorry too. I, I should have been more understanding. I should have put your feelings into consideration. And... No, I wish I knew how much of a dick dad was. I would have. <laughs> he was such a dick. He chose that. Yeah. And I should have stayed. I should have chosen you because he didn't. I, I, there was just a lot. There was a lot about dad I didn't know. And I, I just, I just should have stayed. I guess, I guess I don't really need to be here anymore. You probably want me to head back home. No. I'm going to grab both of her hands with both of my hands. No, you're not. You're not leaving. You're never going back to Tallahassee, as a matter of fact. We'll pay some people to move your shit out, but you're not going back there. There's too many bad memories. There's too many vampires, to be quite honest. This is your home now. Here with these fucking monsters and Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> it's a crazy ass place, Mom, but it's home. Hey, Kevin's a good fucking guy. You need to give him a chance. <laughs> Ray, you're not supposed to be eavesdropping on this important conversation. I'm on my way out. Ray, the slowest walker in the whole world. <laughs> I do like Maeve, and I'm warming up to Barb. I figured you would. She's always trying to show me new tv shows <laughs> that makes sense but her tv kind of sucks <laughs> we can buy a new tv after the war is over okay <laughs> yeah okay we can get you your own double wide back here in, in the retreat we'll have to go back to sears in tallahassee no. though <laughs> sears doesn't sell double wide for, for the tv for the tv oh, do, uh, have you heard of amazon come on <laughs> amazon's run by something worse than vampires <laughs> <laughs> okay well we'll order it from sears.com how about that that it's still kicking right or is it completely underwater she wipes the tears out of her eyes. She looks at you and she says, well, I guess I'll let you get back to resting, but I wanted to tell you, well, I guess I just wanted to say thanks for protecting me, for protecting us. I'm just going to give her a hug. She hugs you back. She smiles at you, and I think she just doesn't really fully know what to say. So she gets up and starts to walk towards the door. But before she leaves, she turns around and she says, uh, you know, Brittany's pretty cute. Okay, mom. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love you. I'll introduce you. I promise. I love you too, Sarah. And then she leaves. Okay, Ari, do you have something you want to do? I need a few hands on deck to summon William Shakespeare into your basement. Oh. <laughs> we talked about this yet. Um, Did we talk about this yet? Hence the rough. I'm pretty sure we had this conversation on a boat in a storm by a portal to Atlantis. It was a while ago. I understand. Uh, I didn't really believe you. I thought you were kidding. <laughs> no, that's not one of my famous jokes, unfortunately. It is a real thing. You don't thing. have William famous Shakespeare. jokes. That, thank you. That was the joke. Um, <laughs> Wait, hold on. Do, do you have famous jokes? I do. In the wild, I'm actually known as hilarious. Um, Flash forward to the Conan O'Brien show. <laughs> Our next guest is one of Ari's famous jokes. <laughs> Actually, the the word uh, I put the Ari in hilarious. Um, anyway, so <laughs> William Shakespeare is the chronicler. He is the reason that people are chronicled. I'm sure you've heard that word in our adventures. Um, Ari, that was a little bit condescending. I apologize. <laughs> it's been a long day, Seeb. Um It's like the movie with. The- the closet and the lion. What? The oh, Wizard of Oz. The lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, the Chronicle movie. I don't know. Oh. Kids go in a closet and they go into. Anyway, I made William Shakespeare a deal, much like I made Calliope. Hello, Calliope. Hi. For a pocket dimension where um, he could be safe from Robin Goodfellow, which is strange. One of his own creations kind of got the better of him there, but. William Shakespeare. William Shakespeare, the bard himself, yes. Yeah, all right, so... I promise I haven't taken any wild bites. I know it sounds I was like just I took about wild... to I know, I can see it on your face. Uh, that's the face you make when you think I've taken wild bites. What are we doing about that? Uh, well, first we need to make uh, William Shakespeare a switch profile. That's first and foremost. Well, the good news is there's actually a default uh, William Shakespeare me setting here so he's already pretty much on here and does he look like that does he actually look like that yes he's like hundreds of years old if you bring him here this is a real question if you bring him here will he turn into ash is, I, hope is, I, I understand sure as hell hope not i'm also over a hundred years old so there's this oh, fuck, you, and you look great you do you look fantastic Wow, thanks. It's that devil in you, isn't it? I promise I wasn't fishing for compliments. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and guess that Calliope is a few centuries on her as well. That's rude. That's rude to assume. I'm just saying that nobody has turned to ash. I think she said she was like 20. Guys, she's oh. right here. You can't I mean, talk. I was in stasis in the in the disc for, you know, God, probably thousands of years. Eons. Anyway. Anyway. He's going to be here, like, sitting on this couch with Rooster. Oh, hi, Rooster. I didn't see you there. <laughs> and Merog and Calliope and Seeb. Yeah, we've got a uh, motley crew. To catch everyone up, Seeb, I uh, went back to the wild with Merog. We infiltrated the FAE headquarters, and I met the Chronicler. Have you met the Chronicler? Um, I've heard about him, never, well, I don't know, my memories are a little shaky. 
understandable uh that's funny shaky uh shakespeare is the chronicler and uh this is his rough and i'm going to use it to summon him wait you're wearing another guy's rough uh it was a (laughs) it was necessary to summon him he didn't have anything else that i could use to. uh... i mean no it's it's fine it's fine um, Actually, I've done a lot in this. I'm going to take it off. It probably doesn't smell very good. It's to- totally cool. Doesn't bother me. Um, doesn't bother me at all. I'm going to take off this rough that I've been wearing for five episodes. Ray, Ray, Ray leans into Sarah. Uh, he keeps saying this. What the fuck is a rough? It's his necklace. <laughs> Got like a tan line. You mean like the the scarf, <laughs> the yes, scarf thing. The scarf. <clears throat> it looks comfortable as hell. It doesn't look rough at all. No god. It's just called that. Oh, okay. Oh, like no. a ruffle. Like it's it, also it's, known as a millstone collar. Exactly. Would you prefer if we called it a millstone collar, Ray Ray? Oh, I didn't realize y'all could hear me. Uh yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean that's fine. It doesn't look like stone either. It just looks like a comfy piece of cloth that's real fluffy around her neck, but that's well, fine. Well see, uh it actually does Thank look you, like Maroc. a millstone, and that's why they call it that. It's the Millstones same rough, were circular, yeah. It's roughly the same ha ha ha. It's roughly the same <laughs> shape as a millstone. Hey that yeah. hey hey that was that was that was actually good. Alright, you know what? I'm on board. I'm on board with the rough now. I high five Marog. We had to take comedy classes at the <laughs> FAE. So you need, we're making a, a, you know, it's not easy to make a, like, just make, I can't just make a pocket dimension. I mean, I know you promised Calliope mm-hmm. that we can, and we can, you know, do that or, or attempt it or whatever, what have you. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, his primary concern, the chronicler, is, is safety from Goodfellow, right? Exactly. Maybe if we keep him safe from Goodfellow, then uh, he can go live in the new Atlantis that that we're working on. I mean, hell, he could stay in Florida. I think first things first, we get him here. He'll be safe in the infirmary. It is protected. Okay. Would you would you mind helping me with the summoning spell? Anyone who's willing, hands on deck. Oh, of course. Hands on rough, I should say. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I can help too. That would be outstanding. Thank you, Marag. Rooster, you want to learn how to use magic today? Oh, no, I'm I'm probably good on that. Uh, just thought I'd check. Didn't know if your mind changed. Can I help with magic? I don't know how this works anymore. Any, <laughs> anyone who's willing. I am an expert in all things. You don't happen to have, like, a copy of uh, No Fear Shakespeare or anything lying around, do you? <laughs> I might. This isn't your house. I don't know why you would. No. <laughs> that makes sense. Not <laughs> your pocket. Do you have your pocket Macbeth with you? Yep. Always. I got the VHS of Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio somewhere back here. That'll help. Throw that in the circle. <laughs> <laughs> if we accidentally summon Leonardo DiCaprio, no huge loss. Yeah. <laughs> you summon the, that movie's version of Mercutio. Mm. <laughs> hey, uh, did sh- hey, did Shakespeare write Titanic? Oh, you know what? That actually sounded dumb as I said it. Uh, Just because Leo is in both movies does not mean that William Shakespeare wrote it. Do you think that 
Leo only works in, in William Shakespeare movies. Inception was a Shakespeare play. <laughs> yep, sure. that makes sense. The Revenant's where Exit Pursued by Bear came from. <laughs> yep. That yeah, makes sense. Yep, 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 yep. It's all checking out. Well, this sounds is... like I'm the smartest guy in the room. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to make a summoning circle underneath Shakespeare's roof. And we're going to summon him into the infirmary. Between not having any external factors, mm-hmm. any threats, and having everybody around, um, I don't think that this is something you have to roll for. Uh, you've summoned lots of stuff. Uh, there's, you know, there's nothing here that would make this fail, basically. Love that. What's it look like, boss? You place this rough at the center of the room. I think that there's probably some furniture you have to move. Uh, you know, you have to make sure the switch is in a safe place. But there's three former FAE agents here. Uh, there's Payne, who's drawn runes before. It probably doesn't take you long to get everything set up. Uh, and these runes, uh, they grow blue, as is the magic of the wild. Uh and the rough also glows, and it levitates as you activate these uh, these runes. And an ethereal wind whips up around the room. Uh, if there's any loose papers, they get kind of picked up and start to start to kind of swirl around the rough. And a light flashes, uh, and when the uh, when the light dims. You see within the rough William Shakespeare. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit, he's here. I didn't believe you. I apologize for the delay, William. Welcome to the overgrown. Oh shit. He dusts himself off and he looks around and looks down at his uh, rather dirty and rather scuffed, probably singed at, at, in places, uh, rough. And he looks up at you and he says, Well, you could have taken a little bit better care of my things, Ari Green. I do apologize for all the blood. You might not believe me, but we fought like a lot of vampires while I was wearing that ruff. And some sharks made out of garbage and um, Jill from the Jack and Jill nursery rhymes. It was a day. Dang, he really just looks like that, huh? If uh, this is, uh, let me start left to right here. This is Seep Tate. This is uh, Sarah Payne. Ray Ray. Le- oh, I know Seep. Oh, wait. <gasps> oh. Hold on. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> he, he probably means because of the stories. They fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to say that. Not so no if that's, goofy. If that's the energy you're going to bring, you can go upstairs. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. That was Katie. <laughs> Not yet, Sarah Payne. But if we do, you can join too. Uh, this okay. is Ray Ray LaRue. This cool. is uh, Rooster Johnson, I think is his last name. Um. Nope, Rooster Hand. It's, it's, it's not. Wait, 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 wait. You're telling me this guy's name is Cock Johnson. <laughs> what was it, Ryan? It's, Isn't it, Bert, it's Hancock. It's, it's Bernard Hancock. Is yeah, this Rooster's is Rooster Hancock. 
<laughs> he gets his quill out and he says, this one's going to be a chronicled in no time. My next character will be Rooster Johnson. No relation. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, Agent Merag. This is Calliope of Atlantis. And uh, I think that's everyone in the room. Correct? Nope. This is, and this is Ignis, uh, you may have met before. Hey, uh, I'm, I'm a real big fan of Titanic. <laughs> I elbow Ray in the stomach. Honestly, I wish I wrote that one. <laughs> have you seen the alternate ending? This, you know, that was a, a real thing that happened, Ray Ray. <laughs> yeah, I don't... I don't <laughs> you know, that was a, a real life event, not a fiction. Uh, Any, that's fine. Never mind. Hey, we're standing in front of Shakespeare. What did he write that wasn't a real life event? Everything. Everything <laughs> uh, he wrote was not a real life event. It's called fiction. Actually, everything I wrote, what I was a many people don't know I was a historian. This is that's not true. I'm I was goofing. <laughs> so good at goofing. I don't get it. So this place, uh, it's not exactly the globe. I know that, but it says this is safe. This is a safe place. Not quite a pocket dimension of your own, but for the time being, you can relax here. You sure did take your time getting me here. Oh, well, we had to clean the place up because we wanted it to look nice for Shakespeare. <laughs> this is a, a new couch cover, and I mopped these floors for the first time in probably ten years. So... Uh, this is, uh, it's a little small, but I have the whole thing to myself. That's nice. <laughs> well, well, hey, hold, hold on now. <laughs> We're going to be in and out. This is sort of a base of operations. We're sort of in the middle of preparing for a war with Robin Goodfellow. Oh, don't I know it? Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. He's been working over time to prepare. Um, I hope that you are all ready. I hope that you have your plan all put together and you're doing your montage-style training. Uh... Of course, we're like 95% there. Did you hear any tidbits that could be helpful while in the FAE? Uh, why don't you investigate a mystery? Investigate a Willie. Whoa! Okay. What? We're rolling. We're rolling. A, we're rolling. Oh. <laughs> I'm so surprised. I got a nine on the dice. Plus two is 11. Uh, okay, hold two. What can it do? Oh, well. What a question. Hmm. The better question with Goodfellow is what can he not do? You can answer that one if you like. Whatever's easier. He's done something that has more or less never been done. Uh, all four courts are united as one. I didn't mean to rhyme. That just sort of happened. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's kind of your shtick, isn't it? It just happens after so much time um, rhyming. Yeah. Are you telling me that Jack Frost is in league with Goodfellow again? Oh, yes. Um, Jack Frost hates me. Although, unbeknownst to Oberon and Titania, Goodfellow has been working in secret with Jack Frost for quite some time, as, as you know. And what of the king and queen are they on board to invade the Overgrown? 
it's not so much an invasion of the overgrown as it is um, destroying Atlantis on whatever battlefield they can muster. And what is an attack without a target? Is this a riddle? No. I, <laughs> uh, you know the deal that I, you weren't there. There's a lot to catch up on. I apologize. Um, the deal I offered you about your own demiplane has also been offered and accepted by the people of Atlantis. We are going to save them and everybody. Oh. Oh. I should I should have led with that. That's rather clever. Oh, thank you very much. How are you going to pull something off like that? In my line of work, they call it big magic. Gross. Sarah. Sorry. Do you have something you'd like to add? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So the plan is you're trying to make him like a pocket dimension for him to live his days out? Well, I need to continue my my work. Live his days out, man? He's like hundreds of years old. I don't think he needs to live his days out. He's going to live forever. I mean, ideally, yes. (laughs) (laughs) He's like halfway through Macbeth 2 right now. It just seems like Sieve's got his hands full. I mean, I don't know what you're used to, but do you want to see, like, my backyard? Is that a sex thing? (laughs) That's not a euphemism, Shakespeare. I know it sounds like one. I think I might got a spot for you if you just... Do you want to take a walk? I think for the time being, the threat of Goodfellow is a little too imminent. We have kind of just taken his lifeline from him. Yes, it's um, it's surprising enough that Goodfellow didn't discover my treachery before you summoned me. I don't think I should be standing in your yard. That's where you want me to, to, to live? Just in the yard? It is a nice garden, but... Um, well, I mean, there's others back there. You want to meet them? All, all in due time. Uh, when the, I, uh, yes, as Ari said, but I thought Southern hospitality was supposed to be a thing, and you're just offering me, a, or am I going to live in a dog house? I mean, you can live in whatever you want. I'm just, I, I feel like this is the definition of Southern hospitality. It's, I don't have, to, I don't know you. I'm offering you a spot at. My place. Also, would you like a hoodie or something? That doublet looks rather uncomfortable. All right, we're in Florida. He doesn't need a hoodie. He needs a Thomas Bahamas. I do like that. It's great thinking, Sarah. Now that we all know each other, let's plan for the end of the world. And I flip over my chalkboard and erase the side that had the plan of how to solve Atlantis that we didn't follow and found a new plan for. <laughs> oh wait, I have more investigative mystery questions. <laughs> Oops. Oh, I forgot okay. we did a roll. <laughs> All right, what do you got? What is being concealed here? Well, in addition to having the four courts mobilized together, he was prepared for this war when you stopped the arrival of Atlantis. He has his armies hidden all out across the overgrown, prepared for this battle. Uh, So, essentially, 
out there, out in the in the yard, is exactly where I cannot be. Uh, because he will see me. And he'll see you and everything that you do. That is frustrating, isn't it? I'm just saying, beware of prying eyes. Be weary wherever you go. Man, I'm really trying to figure out a plan in my head to mobilize the vampires of Tallahassee to kill fairies. I'm trying to make that math work in my head. They don't think they're going to like us very much. <laughs> yeah, but they also don't like invading forces in their town. Because there is a um, passage there, a portal to Atlantis, so I'm sure they're in Tallahassee as well. This is me just thinking out loud, sorry. Yeah, I mean, this is the time, if you're going to visit any NPCs to try and, you know, get them to your side, any old friends. Or old villains. But, I mean, the vampires directly work for good fellows, so it's going to be oh, tough to convince them. I thought them. just Danny did. Well, they sell the wild bites. Sure, sure. Yeah. Don't want to bite the neck that feeds. Nice. Thanks. I love Nine Inch Nails. That's it. That's your limit. No more jokes. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, that's enough. We need to get started on the preparation for some of this magic to hide Atlantis away. If anybody has any super-powered friends or... Anyone who they think could help us in this battle for, you know, existence of the Overgrown. That would be immensely helpful. Well, I mean, I got Kevin in the back now. Mm-hmm. Is that Bigfoot's name? <laughs> he, <laughs> yeah, that, I was about he, to say. He prefers Kevin. <laughs> Aw, that's cute. I can honestly say that Goodfellow probably won't see Bigfoot coming. That is a great idea, Ray Ray. We also have a dinosaur that turns people to stone. I feel like that is also quite helpful if you could use your gem. Oh, fuck. And Owie. What is the uh, owl's name? Sorry, Ray. I forgot the owl's name. Carlita. That's Carlita. Carlita. I can't keep up, man. You know how many times I've been shot? <laughs> At least eight. I really need to go check on them because Carlita and Kevin have been real snappy towards each other here lately. Oh, God. That is a great idea. Um, Sarah, perhaps you could rally the GCPD. That, that's Batman. Perhaps you could rally the GPD. <laughs> if you could get Commissioner Gordon down here, that would be really fucking helpful. Thank you. Um, uh... All three of them. Perhaps see if Jill has left anyone alive. Uh, yes, William Shakespeare, uh, Seep, and I will get to work on this magic. Merog, do you have anything that you need to do? Do you want to help us? I know you probably can't go back to the wild right now, safely. If I could talk to you alone at some point, that'd be nice. Absolutely, we could step into the oubliette for a moment. It's quite quiet. Um... Calliope, do you need to go back to Atlantis? Do you need a cup of water? Uh, I can't go back to Atlantis. You close the portals. Mm, that's just the thing. I am quite adept at making portals. Well, I call them tears. Oh. I, I got myself out of Atlantis, so I'm sure I could get you back in. I do miss that singing fish. Um... 
okay? I'm sure you're homesick. I mean, I I could visit and yeah, I guess I could I could also get help. I I just have my doubts that it's possible. I mean, once the portals are closed, it's it's, you know, it's out there. It's cut off. I mean, we could try. Yeah, like I said, sure. Absolutely. That would be amazing. I mean, there's weapons, there's there's personnel, there's all kinds of stuff if we could get to Atlantis that would be useful. Yes. I kind of connected to the Omni last time, so if you go back and everyone is wearing ruffs, that has nothing to do with me, I promise. I mean, I'm going to attempt to cut a tear. I don't know if it's going to work, but let's see. I don't, I won't make you roll. It's not possible. Just a five minute scene of Ari slashing the air. (laughs) 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 This one for sure. Hold on. (laughs) Oh, no, wait, maybe I got to go diagonal. Yeah, maybe it's better that I stay here and help anyway. Um, I'm sorry. Mara, you wanted to have a word. We'll go into the oubliette for some privacy. Okay, doke. Uh, Ray and Sarah, what do you guys do? Uh, yeah, I feel like Brittany would actually hit me. Like, I feel like we would talk when this current session started, which was like a week after everything. Yeah, where would you want to meet her? I kind of like the idea of we were walking out of the entire Shakespeare conversation, and Brittany called me, and I told her, hey, why don't you come to the retreat? Cool. Okay. Yeah. Then, uh, then yeah, she comes to the infirmary and she has sort of like a packet for you. She says, so this doesn't exactly like a ton of sense, you know, when it comes to like conventional science. Well, I mean, does that, uh, that kind of checks out, right? Yeah. I just wanted to, Set this, set that, set down some ground rules here, some groundwork. Um, and she kind of opens up the packet and she's like, Well, so some of the chemical makeup of this, of the liquid inside this dart, it's erratic. Um, you might say wild. Uh, what do you mean, wild? That's a pretty big term in what we do. Yeah, so basically I might have snuck out one of these wild bites that you guys are always carrying around. And I tested it in the lab with the help of my friend. Uh, And there is definitely some of the same uh, materials at work here. Huh. But that's... That's not it. Uh, that's not all. Um, so there's also some DNA in there. All right. So you know that blood sample that I took? Yeah. Uh, the It doesn't like 100% match up, but it's pretty close. So whoever these gear people are, they have access not only to wild bites, but they got some of your DNA. I don't, or, or someone close to you. Hmm. 
No shit. I mean, I guess that that's something, right? I mean, these are made personally for you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it had to be made for me. If you want to roll investigate a mystery to see if you can put any more information together here, that'd be cool. I will do that. That is a nine. Okay, hold one. I guess if I've got one, I guess what is being concealed here is the only thing I can think of. Uh, yeah, you notice while she's talking to you, she's going over this sheet. And you do see that on this paperwork, it is, um, you see like, we're, you know, this is getting very pseudoscience-y because I don't, I'm not a, hashtag not a scientist, so don't, (laughs) don't at me. Uh, But there's like little comparisons of the uh, DNA chart. Uh, There's what's included in this chemical. Uh, There's your DNA. Uh, and then there's uh, it's cross referenced against the DNA of a of a crocodile, or of of a rept of like you know, of a couple of different types of uh, uh, of of you know reptile uh, animals, and so it seems pretty obvious that whoever's DNA they got, it's actually not that of a croc. It's more like a gator. Dang. Hey, uh, hey, thank you, Brittany. Yeah, of course, anything. Do you, uh, you got copies of that? You mind if I take that? I mean, I don't really, I mean, I don't need copies of it, but I might have made a copy or two. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. Uh, you keep those to yourself, though. Please. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, you mind if I take that one? Sure. Thanks. I think I'm just going to have to go have a chat with Genevieve. Uh, are you going immediately to Nolens? Mm, good question. I'll go tomorrow. Cool. And you're going to steal away with it when nobody's looking. Yes. You steal the Ravan? No, I'm going to take the Ravan that belongs to me. <laughs> that has my face on it. <laughs> <laughs> that is how the Fae look at ownership. If your face is on it, it belongs to you. I mean, Peg's gonna know I'm going. I just no. That sounds like a fun scene. Well, she's gonna know I'm leaving. Actually, I'm not gonna tell her I'm going to New Orleans. Oh, shucks. Um, are you gonna talk to Peg before you go? Actually, you know what? No, time is of the essence. I'm gonna leave her a note. Mm. Okay. All right. I like that. Ray, you know I can't read a word, you rat. Your handwriting's shit. That is just way too relevant in my life. (laughs) So, so true. I always told him it needs to be in human form when he writes these notes. (laughs) Doesn't make it better. (laughs) Uh, Sidebar real quick. Where is Calliope staying? Basement. Yeah. But everybody's (laughs) staying in the basement. (laughs) The The disc opens up. And she just curls up and (laughs) (laughs) see you guys in a thousand years. It's like a TARDIS situation. Did we say she was staying in the basement? No. I'm just trying to make sure. I don't think Calliope, I mean, Shakespeare definitely like made sure he knows where he's staying, where he'll be safe. But I don't think Calliope 
even would have asked you. So unless you asked her, she might have just like mysteriously disappeared until it was time to come back and do planning. Okay, because I was going to say, this isn't weird. I was just going to say she would just stay at Ray's house. Uh, you can, we can do that. I mean, she is probably still downstairs. So, yeah, you we can say that you offered her a place at your house. Because I also just keep sending people to Barb. So, <laughs> <laughs> Fair. so I'm, I'm like, Ray lives alone in this house. That was like his family house. So he probably should just give someone a bed there. Okay, sorry. Sidebar over. This is Memester of the Week. We're a Monster of the Week actual play podcast. It goes like this. A reluctant cult member, his stoner roommate, a skeptic YouTuber, and her fake camera person walk into a diner. They then walk out of the diner and drive off to hunt the things that go bump in the night. Inspired by shows like Supernatural, The Adventure Zone, and The Crit Show, join four friends as they travel across the country solving supernatural problems and trying not to cause more problems than they solve. If you've ever wondered what it would be like if Scooby-Doo had guns and magic and monsters rather than real estate moguls, this might be for you. Welcome to Memester of the Week. Hello and welcome to Shrimp and Crits. <laughs> Hello and welcome oh. to Shrimp and Crits. Oh, okay. You can do Claude now, but you can't do it for a Patreon episode. In a world. <laughs> Where shrimp. In a world. Well, listen, I'm just going to let them keep going. I just want to thank you all for listening to our show. It means We're a lot in to us that you world. donate your lifetime to listen to our voices. That's just so kind of you. In a world. Okay. They're going to keep going. Okay. This summer. <laughs> I'm going to get us started today by thanking our new patrons. I want to thank Emberwing and Lauren J for joining the Patreon. We are happy to have you. Anything, guys? In a world. In a world. Okay. Where Emberwing and Lauren J must defeat the Dark Lord. Shkong. A story for the whole family. Coming to a VHS store near you. If you want to contact Shrimp and Crits, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Hive, if that ever comes back online, and Tumblr now, which has been a whole lot of fun, starting to meet some other podcasts on there. It's a great time. It's not just for porn. It's not just for porn anymore. It used to be, but now there's all sorts of stuff and porn. But there's still porn. They're still porn. And if you haven't already, I'd like you to rate and review us on the podcatcher of your choice. Spotify There's is the no star system now. Us. On Apple Podcasts, you can both give us stars and leave a review, which is just the best thing you can do. Ryan uh, exists from stars, and you know the holidays are getting close, so why don't you throw some stars his way? We're a bi-weekly podcast and come out every other Monday. And our next episode, thank you, Ryan, will be on January 2nd. <laughs> we, we could throw this back in there. We have a fun new Patreon 
exclusive episode coming out where all of us, except for Ian, play Gnomes. That might be out already. It's a game called Gnomesteaders, and it's great. And it might be out already. Uh, you should join our Patreon to check that episode out. Join me, the Dark Lord Patron. I can't. I can't talk when he's <laughs> fucking doing it. Both of you. Both of you are animals. I'm leaving. <laughs> Goodbye. Ari, Merog pulls you aside. Um, before before we get too much into the planning, uh, well, I I'm gonna destroy this. I was hoping you would read it with me, so I'm not the only one that knows what happened. And she pulls out a Manila folder that is the file you took from the FAE. Of course, Marog. I'm here for you. You said the Oubliette? Yeah, we we stepped into the Oubliette. I think she won't... She doesn't go into the Oubliette. She... Well, I mean, you would know... You would know this from your time with the FAE. You haven't forgotten everything. Uh, The the file is sort of like a magical thing. Oh, interesting. Yeah, no, we can just step into the uh, barrack bedrooms that i stay in cool magic friendly um so she opens it up and sets it on a table and uh you look at this file like i said it's a manila folder uh the text is black on white paper uh it's labeled at the top the trial of zegnar the giant as you both read the letters that make up this text begin to twitch Uh, A letter drifts off the page and passes behind your head. Then another, then entire words are flying off the page. Suddenly the parchment grows until it envelops you, and you find yourself falling through a sea of letters and words. If you look over at Marog, she's stoic. This is just another day in the office for an FAE agent. It's been a few years for me. Excuse my uh, look of embarrassment. (laughs) Your mouth just... (laughs) hangs open uh but yeah she i think she's silent she is just intently maybe a little nervously ready to see what goes down Mm -hmm. as this text flies past you stray phrases begin to stick to your surroundings uh this parchment blankness that surrounds you a few words are bent into shapes and as they begin to clump together they form clearer objects the word bench bends around the corner of an otherwise shapeless uh area witness stand brown and wooden are some of many words that just clump together to form a podium of some sort in some places so many words are shaping together that they just look like a real object but in others the edges fray and dissolve into phrases then words then letters that dissipate into nothingness the crowd is made up of mostly faceless figures, some divided from the rest in a juror's box, aptly labeled by the words that make up the image. Your environs take the shape of a peculiar theater-in-the-round-style courtroom. Can I take a seat in the audience with Merrick? 
Yes, she joins you. Man, Mostly Faceless Figures is a good band name. Yeah, it's a really good band name. You're, um, not, you're not wrong. <laughs> do do any particular words form the name Robin Goodfellow and then turn into him? <laughs> um, I don't want to say this is a bad situation. Um, Roll a strange situation. Read a strange situation. Read a strange situation. <laughs> uh, yeah, why don't you read a bad situation? I'll do my best. You don't necessarily need to get a good roll to be able to tell if Goodfellow's here or not, but... I've been expecting him. Uh, Six on the dice plus two is eight. Okay, hold one. What's the biggest threat? Uh, The biggest threat, you see a few faces that are as clear as day, uh, all too familiar. At the center of the room, bound by iron cuffs that burn into his blue flesh is Zegnar the Giant. And yes, atop the judge's platform that towers high above the crowd is Robin Goodfellow. He's in his menacing true form, but he wears a farcical curly gray wig. That was my next question. I'm so happy. (laughs) I was going to ask if he was wearing a powdered wig. Uh, But additionally, you see little blue flecks among the words that make up this place. But this is clearly a magical vision, so it's not totally out of place. You just get a sinister read on them. Um, There is one other figure in the room that you don't necessarily recognize, but stands out. Uh, On the witness stand is... Agent redacted. That felt weird in my brain. That that also that also that felt weird in my me. brain. <laughs> I hated that. Did you get yourself a soundboard? No, that was just me putting my mouth against the mic. Wait, really? Yeah. That sounded like a computer voice. That was so weird. Oh, I'm tripping out. It sounded like you pressed a button and a computer voice came up. Oh. Does it say redacted across them? Yes, yes. Oh, okay. Very good. Agent redacted is a floating suit without a body. Uh, They stand up from their podium and exit towards the boundaries of what has formed here and then explode in a flurry of words that twirl in the air like wayward embers until there's no sign of them. Everyone in this room, even though you can't see their faces, Uh, They look tired as if they've been here for a very long time. Clearly, there were further events leading up to this. So what's currently happening around me? The person just left. Yeah, they just left after giving a statement. Okay. But the courtroom is still intact? Yes. Uh, Merog, how do we proceed through this memory? We're here to learn my father's true fate. I think it's time to just watch. Was that last person, did their face just say redacted to you? Yes. What do you think the odds are that that was me? Oh, he did have a nice suit on. I am known for my nice suits. Just the cards on the table, I have no memory whatsoever of being in this courtroom, so I'm not hiding that from you if it was. I don't like the idea of a redacted character in this play. I'm not worried about your involvement in this, Ari. I know I know you were the one that brought my father in. I'm 
more interested in what Goodfellow has to say. That's M.I. And I think with that, we're going to go to Sarah, probably? What what am I doing? What's happening? That's a good question. You're on trial. <laughs> for oh, shit. Am I here? No. Okay. Ray Ray goes off to talk to Brittany, and Ari goes off to talk to Marog, and I think you're left kind of twiddling your thumbs in this central area of the infirmary. And Seeb says, uh, kind of sheepishly, um, hey, Sarah, do you, you think we could talk for a second? Sure. We haven't really talked in a while, <laughs> maybe ever. <laughs> but okay. Yeah, um, exactly. Uh, we haven't talked since, uh, the whole devil thing. Yeah. So, when, well, when I was putting together that spell, that ritual, I could have maybe had more faith in you, more trust. I, f I feel like I did tell you it would be dangerous, but maybe I wasn't incredibly forthright about the fact that you could have pretty easily died if something went wrong. You could have been taken somewhere or any number of things could have happened magic can be kind of unpredictable look i just wanted to say i'm i'm sorry i now know that you deserve every bit of credit and trust you didn't deserve me to resent you for the whole devil thing yeah i mean especially since you were kind of the devil <laughs> Is that why you resented me? Because it, you know, had happened to you? Well, I didn't, I mean, I didn't know, Sarah. I, I mean, I understand, see, why you resented me. I don't, I don't hold anything against you, man. But I appreciate you saying that. I mean, I wouldn't even be here if it weren't for you. Which is kind of a weird thing to say, because... You know, you ended up being the devil. <laughs> I had no idea that you and I had more in common than we thought. I'm going to hold my hand out to shake his hand. He shakes your hand. Friends? Besties. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what I was expecting. <laughs> and his voice was just a perfection. I don't think there's any Shakespeare quotes with the word besties in it. <laughs> I don't I don't think so either. We could ask him. Hey. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. Oh yeah. oh yeah, he's around the corner. Hello, I'm over here. <laughs> Awkwardly sitting in the corner. He's playing with an iPad. He's got headphones on. <laughs> He's watching Coco <laughs> This This is literary genius. I found something called Shakespeare in Love, and it is not accurate at all. <laughs> okay, well, I guess it was 
nice talking to see should i leave now is it awkward now do we play a round of poker <laughs> what's next play a round of what poker play some some tennis on the what oh wait it's a switch not a <laughs> are you trying to ask me to hang out i mean kind of I mean, we don't have to right now if you have stuff to do. <laughs> now it's awkward. I'm leaving. <laughs> All right, <but> later, bestie. <laughs> I'm currently uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very awkward conversation. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to go outside because I am. I'm going to assume I was bedridden for a couple days and I can finally like move around more yeah you're totally mobile now you uh you guys had that whole meeting and you were chilling with them downstairs okay i want to go outside i am looking for Brittany. uh yeah you see her finishing up her conversation with ray and she smiles and she says hey sarah what was that about she looks at ray and she's like uh it's kind of oh nothing just uh catching up yeah just just catch it up. That's what I said. That's weird. <laughs> okay. Not weird. Are y'all like friends? <laughs> well, that's a pretty weird <laughs> fucking just... question, Sarah. <laughs> it... I'm just kidding. I'm the closest thing he's got to a general practitioner, so pretty sure it's that is uh very true. Yeah, I got a I got a rash. Oh, God, don't. That I was concerned with. Uh, a crock rash. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's pretty, uh, pretty. Is it contagious? Only if you touch him. Never mind. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, I'm going to be on about my way. Um, <laughs> hey, sir, you get you some sleep tonight. Uh, and I'm going to go check on... I, I for real thought you were about to say wink. And I was like, <laughs> no. Why would you... Why would I say <laughs> wink? You just wink. You don't say wink. I thought you were going to say, and I wink. All right, now you should definitely get some sleep tonight. I'm you a are... little delirious. Yeah. yeah, all right. Well, I'm going to do the same. Remember, just a little bit of cortisone should do the trick. Um... You'll be all right. It'll heal up in a few days before the end of the world. So, I'll let y'all get back to it. So, uh, you do anything for the rest of the day? Can we take a walk? Is that a weird thing to ask? <laughs> no, that sounds that sounds nice. <laughs> I was legitimately laughing, but I think that she was laughing. <laughs> I think she was actually laughing. <laughs> I just wanted. To say thank you. For? Well, I kind of, you know, roped you into this crazy lifestyle. And, I mean, now you're putting cortisone cream on my alligator man friend. And, you know, helping to heal a vampire bite on the back of my neck. Um, Sarah, I, let me... I, I don't want to interrupt you, but I also don't want to be dishonest with you i i wanted to give ray ray the out 
doesn't have a rash. I was just helping him with something personal, and it's just, it's not my business to tell you about. Oh, God. I mean, that's perfectly fine. I thought you were about to say, like, this is not the weirdest shit you've ever seen. Oh, no. Just one quick, that was just a quick thing. Um, Keep telling me all the cool stuff I've done for you. (laughs) That sounds fun. I just, I just really appreciate it. And I, I have to be honest. When we're in Tallahassee in the, in the warehouse and fighting my undead dad, I mean, all I could think about was being able to see you again. (laughs) Is that Ford? (laughs) I have a follow-up question before I answer that. Mm-hmm. Can I kiss you? I think Sarah would just pull her in. So, Ray, when do you... Do you, like, get up early? How... How do you leave for your little trip? Uh, I think I will just wake up. Uh, I guess I should retcon. I did go down and tell Calliope she can just stay in the the extra room at the house. Sure, yeah. That makes sense. Infirmary's getting a little crowded. Wanted to give her an actual bed. Um, So I think I would wake up and... Go to Calliope, who I would guess is awake by the time I get up. Yeah, I think you see her, you find her tinkering with the disc. She is uh, using its, uh, now that the mystery is gone of it, uh, she is like using it like it's a complicated machine in a way. You don't, you can't really tell what she's, what exactly she's doing though. Hey, uh, what, what you got there? Oh, um, hi, good morning, Ray. Or do you prefer the, both the Rays? Is just one Ray okay? Uh, you, you can call me Ray, yep. It's, that's fine. Um, yeah, I'm just, uh, just making sure this is fine-tuned. Seeb said that we're, we were going to need it for the, uh, for the ritual, since it's got so much, you know, Atlantis. I have, you guys call it Atlantis magic. It's just technology to me, though. Well, all right, you're not, uh... We shouldn't be expecting any trash golems or whatever you call them, should we? Oh, um... Okay, don't be mad. Already off to a good start. <laughs> but if you find any big piles of trash on the outskirts... Of your retreat, they're just ready to defend us if anything pops off, so to speak. I appreciate your transparency. Yeah, I probably should have asked you first, but I'm more of a doer than a thinker. I've been doing a lot of uh, what Maeve calls her, her yoga and I'm learning to relax and find inner peace. 
So thank you for your honesty. Um, you want to take a ride? Yeah, where are we going? It's a, it's a pretty long ride. Okay. I could just teleport us there with the disc. Yeah, I don't want to use that. I can teleport us there with the ray van. Ah, you don't trust me. It's not that I don't trust you. It's that we need to talk a bit more. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm. Of course. I'm. I'm down to come. Okay. That's that's good. Um, should, should we get the others? No. No, I don't think we should. They might not completely agree with what I'm doing, and I feel like where we're going, some situations could be escalated a lot more than they need to be if we bring the whole gang. Okay. I've just got some family matters I need to settle, and, well, you clearly know my family in some way, shape, or form, so I feel like you might be of help. What do you mean by, I know your family? Um... well, I I really don't know, but clearly me and you have a lot in common. Oh, oh, the gym. Yeah, um... Well, I've got more family like me. Oh. So, and uh, I can't believe I'm saying it, but we probably need their help. That checks out. I, I, I see why you'd want have me along uh, out of curiosity I'm picking up that you don't think that your friends would approve of the family otherwise you'd probably have Ari and Sarah along full disclosure my aunt Genevieve is a bit of a uh, what's a good word for it uh, nightmare <laughs> Could, ah, you could say uh, she's a she can be a bit reckless, and we've had our disagreements, uh, in which my friends were they have seen and they know of her pretty well. But I also know that we're still family, and it will be easier to get through to her without distraction. Know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you want to take that ride? I'm ready when you are. All right. How do you exit the retreat without, like, are you trying to sneak to the Ray Van? Are you trying to avoid, like, say, Peg and Rooster? No, I wouldn't say I'm like, I wouldn't say it's like a stealth sneak out steal the Ray-Ban situation. I just feel like it's really early in the morning. Gotcha, gotcha. And I'm just gonna leave a note, tell Peg I'm gone for the day. I guess what I'm trying to say is that I think even early in the morning, I think Rooster gets most of his work done, like, super early. Oh, yeah, I have no problem running into Rooster. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. I'm not, I'm not being, like, overly secretive. I'm just... Just would prefer to go, yeah. Just... Going, grabbing the keys to the Ray Van, just taking off. 
I think as you guys make your way towards the van, the uh, small garage where the van is holed up, um, Rooster just notices you and says, uh, oh, hey, uh, you're up early. Yeah, yeah, Roost, I got a... I got some I got some business I got to deal with. OK, um, nothing crazy, but uh, I'm I'm going to be gone uh, till later tomorrow. Oh, uh, you need help? I can bring you in in the truck. I, I got it, man. You know, you take care. Uh, you take care back here. Keep keep watch on things. It's something I want to I want to go do. Um, I'll be back soon, though. Yep, we're we're all good. All right, yeah, all right. There's a lot, lot to fix up around here after the, the flood and all, and uh, so yeah. But I know it's all all hands on, on deck right now. So just let me know what you need, okay? Yeah, will do. I appreciate you, Roost. Um, yeah, we need you. We need you back here. So, and I promise I won't be long. I'll be, I'll be quick. I got some family business I got to deal with. Uh, hey, Clappy, don't don't let anything happen to him. <laughs> yeah, plus I got the Queen of Atlantis over here to watch my back or whatever the hell she is. Are you the Queen or like? Definitely not the Queen. Pr- um, like a princess or like a president? You're like the president? <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Um, I'm more of an ambassador, really, but. Don't worry, Roost. He's in good hands with me. You know, Roost is uh that's that's kind of my thing. Oh, sorry, Rooster. Don't worry, Rooster. Bernard. Oh my God, Rooster is about to fall in love with this fucking giant shrimp lady. <laughs> <laughs> He's guys... blushing. I can see it already. I'd <laughs> better you up. You guys don't understand what all those little arms can do to a guy. <laughs> My back gets real. <laughs> and the pariah pots. Oh, well, Roost, you're fired. So, uh, <laughs> damn it. I, I almost just spit water. All over my <laughs> Rooster and Merog, I ship it for life. Oh, good. All right. Well, you get in the car, you get in the Ray van and you zoom, zoom on, on down the highway. Make my heart go boom, boom, boom. So Ari, in the courtroom, Goodfellow's up there with his judge wig, which is super fun. Love that. Um, And as he talks, the text of his words uh, drift out in front of him, kind of slowing down as they get farther away from him. uh, And then they kind of trail off like smoke floating in the air. Though it is the recommendation of Agent Redacted. I hate when you do that. <laughs> that Zegnar be placed on redacted. This court is aligned with the mission of the Foreign Anomaly Enforcement by order of the Queen and King vis-a-vis the proclamations of the Fae, which states in Chapter Strawberry Dewthorn that denizens of any court must refrain from taking, altering, harming, moving, conversing, tampering, wheeling, dealing, stealing, tickling, pickling, redacted, growing, <laughs> shrinking, robbing, punching, etc., with objects or creatures in any way that might be interpreted by the court as in danger of revealing the existence of the wild on a large scale to the overgrown or otherwise tampering with the operations of the foreign anomaly enforcement or redacted redacted 
The rules are clear, Zegnar. You endangered the life of one of my officers. You're guilty. I must make an example of you so that it's clear to all of the Fae that this court will not tolerate any future infractions. What is your final statement? Zegnar stands there for a minute. He looks totally, uh, I guess unsurprised is a good way of putting it. Um, he looks like he's been thinking about this moment for a while now. And he says, I know that I am guilty. I know that I should not have endangered the lives of Ari Green, Sarah Payne, and Ray Ray LaRue. It was selfish and foolish of me to be willing to sacrifice others for my sweet daughter. I know I was wrong, but I would do it again and again for her. What I also know is that these laws are not designed to protect me and my family. They're not put in place to protect the wild or the overgrown or any given innocent thing. The proclamations only exist to serve the interests of the corrupt elite. I am guilty. I should be punished. But when empathetic eyes review this case, I hope they see that the severity of my sentencing is an egregious example of a system working exactly as intended that needs to be regrown from the seed. Hmm. Perhaps you have something there. Are you finished? Yes. Then off with your head! And with a snap, Zegnar's head falls firmly off of his shoulders and tumbles to the ground. Um, that's dark shit. Um, can I interact with Merog or do you have more? Yeah, I think that she is just kind of, uh, staring at her dad's body. Yeah. I mean, this is dark, but she's an FAE agent and by wild time has been, uh, been an agent for a long time. So she's seen some shit. Yeah, I'm sitting next to her. I'm just going to put my arm on her shoulder, or my hand on her shoulder. I know I've said it, but I am sorry, Merak. Are you ready to go? We, we have to stop him, Ari. We will. I kind of want to use burn everything in here. She said she wanted to destroy the document, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I just want things to start burning with green fire all right around me why don't you roll burn everything use magic uh that's five on the dice uh, plus three is eight choose a glitch i'm just gonna say short-lived i don't this is just for just to burn a document it doesn't need to burn through the infirmary why don't you describe what this looks like yeah, I'd put my hand on her shoulder and I'll put my other hand just on the hilt of the katana at my waist. And the veins around the sides of my head kind of start to glow green and pulse into my eyes. And then all around us, this green haze starts to form 
and form into these flames that like catch individual letters. The blue tinged letters start to tinge green and sizzle and then up the curtains and up the benches and everything from the bottom up just starts to like a fuse being lighted sizzle upwards until there's nothing left except for Merrick and I sitting. The parchment of your surroundings burns away. It starts in small spots and spreads to larger ones uh, with this green fire. And when, uh, when it burns away, you don't necessarily see the retreat, the, the infirmary again. Uh, you see more of these runes, larger blue runes, uh, from what you saw before and you recognize them suddenly now that they're clearer to you uh, they are summoning runes and you find yourself spinning and swirling and and you feel your clothing being pulled uh, up as you go uh, you're pulled away from Merog no, 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 and no, no, you no, even no, see no. Ignis fly out of the lighter and and Ignis! Uh, go above you, uh, up and up and up, and you find yourself pulled into another world. You find yourself pulled into the wild. Uh, Merog is left sitting on one of the bunk beds in the infirmary bedroom. She's alone in this room, and she looks around, beginning to panic as, as she realizes what happened. Ari. Ari. And she runs out of the room. Wait, he just got sucked into the wild. I got summoned into another plane by good fellow. I kept your papa just for I guess I could. 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 I guess I